Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. I'm happy to be here with you this morning. I've been really blessed to be with you um, all weekend, all weekend. It's been a great weekend. If you feel like it's been a great weekend, you can just give a little whoop, whoop. It's been a great weekend, and um, we've had a lot of fun together. Um, We also got into some deep truths when it comes to our relationship with Jesus, our relationship with God. And one thing that I want to encourage you with today, this morning, uh, as you leave this this camp, as you go back to your normal routine, your day-to-day, it's going to be easy to get caught up in the, the gears of life. Uh, we go back to school, we go back to studying, we go back to our families, we go back to whatever dynamic is awaiting us back home. And it's bittersweet because I feel like I could stay here forever and have a great time. And, uh, but it's also, so it's sad to leave, but it's also encouraging to go home. Because here's the thing, the, what you learned here this weekend and what you experienced here this weekend, you can keep that. You can keep that and, and nothing can take that away from you. If you had an encounter with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, that's something that you can keep. You have a testimony. Nothing, no one can take that testimony away from you. And when people say, hey, what's the evidence that God is real? What's the evidence that the gospel is true? And you say, man, I had this encounter with Jesus at this camp called River Valley Ranch, and it was during winter meltdown. And I learned some things about God, and I was just convinced that Jesus is my Lord and Savior and no one can take that away from you. The, the evidence that you have within you, the Holy Spirit, your story, your testimony about how good God is, nobody can refute that. That's what is so special about our faith, that the evidence of the truth of who God is lives in us, and it cannot be taken away. That truth cannot be taken away. I love last night when we talked about how Jesus told his disciples that they would receive power. In Acts chapter one, verse eight, Jesus told his disciples, he said, you would receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. See, we stopped it short and we said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that's where we kind of left it. And we said, "That's that's a beautiful thing because the breath of our creator and his Holy Spirit now lives in us. We are a house, a temple, as it is described in the scriptures, a temple of the Holy Spirit, a, a dwelling place for the spirit of God that serves as our counselor. He serves as our comforter. He serves as our advocate. There is a spirit that is alive in us and the the spirit yearns to be in connection and relationship with God. That's, That's its role to keep us in connection with God in this beautiful relationship that we have that was granted us through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What a gift that is. And Jesus, though, more than what he has to say to them about the impartation of the Holy Spirit into those who follow Jesus and would follow him. He says, more than that, you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 
Jesus says, like, here's the thing. You've been saved. There's a gospel. People can be reconciled in their relationship with God. The eternity is secure in your belief in me and what I did on that cross. You can hide in God. You are in a restored relationship with God, and this is for you. But here's the thing, disciples. Here's the thing, young people. It's not yours to keep. Now, I say that you are to keep it, yes, because it is for you, but it's not for you to solely keep. It's not for you to keep only. You see, Jesus says you got power in you that lives in you, and yes, that's for you, but the call is beyond that, that you've got something to share. You see, this word here for witnesses is much like someone who is willing to give testimony in court willing to give testimony in court. And when somebody comes up and they take the stand and they give their testimony, they bear witness to what they saw or experienced or encountered when they are getting examined by the prosecutor or the defender, the defendant. And that that witness gives a true testimony, a true testimony. It says, this is my experience. This is what I have to share. And in the same way, Jesus says, you are my witnesses. You are my witnesses. When people come across you, when you come across people, when you live in your day to day, you are to testify of the truth that you have found in me. And the Holy Spirit is there to help you. I think so often we can get so worried and so anxious and just so embarrassed when it comes to sharing our faith. There's a whole lot of ideas out there. There's a whole lot coming against people of faith. And, and sometimes it can be worrisome because you're not so sure, man, if I share this, I might lose a lot of friends. I might get canceled. I might not be too popular. And that might very well be true. But as long as you know who you are in God, who you are in Jesus, I can guarantee you this, as you seek the voice and the wisdom and the direction of the Holy Spirit, he will point you to the ones you're called to share the gospel with. He will point you to the ones that you were called to witness to. And the disciples, the ones who walked with Jesus, who saw him nailed to the cross, give his life up, and also who witnessed him being resurrected, who witnessed him ascending to be seated at the right hand of the Father, who experienced the move of the Holy Spirit that filled their life and gave them power. Those guys were willing to be killed for what they knew was true. Some of them were run through with swords. The John, the apostle that wrote the gospel of John was boiled in a hot vat of boiling oil. And guess what? He survived. Peter was hung upside down. Disciples lost their heads, but they were willing to face anything that would come their way for the sake of letting people know that Jesus was real and he was the Messiah and that life could be found in a relationship with God. It was that important to them. And and sometimes young people, we go, man, I'm not willing to lose friends, but the disciples say, I'm willing to lose my life to be a witness. And I don't know about you, but your level of uncomfortability doesn't come close to what they were willing to experience to share this good news, to share that Jesus is Lord and that God loves us. And he made a way where there was no way. 
I think there's a reason why Jesus went after young people and called his disciples when they were in a stage of life of youthfulness. You know, he called a bunch of teenagers. And I think there's something to that because guess what? By the time you hit your late 20s, you become pretty scared. You, you, you become much more aware of pain and what it means to live recklessly. And, and you become more aware of consequences. Did you know that the prefrontal cortex that assesses risk in your brain isn't fully developed until you're 26? That's why y'all always live crazy. Until you're 26 years old, you just live in crazy, right? Jesus knew that. And that's why he walked and, and did ministry with a group of teenagers who were like, yo, we're with it. We're down. We'll follow you anywhere. And when push comes to shove and when the calling comes and the Holy Spirit fills us, we're going to go out and we're going to change the world and flip it upside down. And Jesus said, these are the young people I've called to be my disciples. These are the young people that I've called to be agents of change. These are the ones who I've called to be culture changers. These are the ones that I've called to be influencers. And they were willing to face anything in order to share that good news. And it's because of the decision and the obedience of those young people that 2,000 years later, we're in a barn in the middle of a ranch talking about Jesus. That's why we're here, because of them. Because they were willing to lose a couple friends. But they were also willing to gain an entire movement that changed the course of history in drawing humanity back to God. I want to be a part of that story. I want to be a part of the story that draws people back to God. I want to be standing at the feet of my Savior or kneeling or prostrate or whatever. But I want to be there and I want to hear my Savior say, you reached that one. You reached that one. You brought that one in. You were faithful with that one. You were obedient when it came to that one. And he points out all the people whose lives were touched through the ministry of our witness. And here's the thing, you don't have to have a microphone to do it. All you need is just to step boldly into the relationships that God has already given you and dare to be a witness. Dare to be a witness. And you know what's amazing? In my experience, when it comes to young people, when you've taken that step of faith just to share and say, hey, I experienced something amazing this weekend, or my life was changed, and let me tell you why. I heard about Jesus. He saved my life. He made me realize that I could be in a right relationship with God. And so I live to give my life to him forever. And I'm secure in eternity. And that's a hope that you can have. And I've rarely heard someone so turned off by that truth that comes from a genuine heart that they would want to turn their back on their friend. More often than not, I've seen the friends and the acquaintances that you would think would completely repel that truth say, wow, what is that all about? And at the very least, I'm happy for you. I'm so glad you found your way. It's a step of faith that we can dare to take. We can dare to take with a family member or a friend, a loved one, a school classmate, whoever, a stranger, even on the street. But we are called to be witnesses you see, that's, that's the breathing out part of our faith, of this journey. 
We breathe in the truth of God's word. We breathe in, uh, in, in alignment with God's Holy Spirit. We breathe in the breath of God and it fills us and it fills our lungs and it fills our life. But we also breathe out words of thanksgiving. We breathe out prayers in, in, in being in relationship and fellowship with our God. We breathe out encouragements to one another. We breathe out our witness toward others. See, this relationship with God is not just about breathing in and holding our breath. <gasps> I don't know how long I can hold my breath for. I'm not gonna hold it any longer, but it's not, it doesn't look like that. Thank you, God, for filling my lungs, filling my life. It doesn't look like that solely. It looks like breathing out, breathing out truth, breathing out a spirit, breathing out the love of Christ, breathing out the love of Christ. Here's what it looked like in Acts chapter 2 verse 42 when the disciples they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And what's amazing is that the first thing that the disciples did when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they shared the gospel immediately. The Holy Spirit compelled them to share the gospel with thousands of people that were all around. They were so moved by this power that had just taken an indwelling, taken up re residence in them. They were so compelled that they began to share the gospel. And what's crazy about this is in Acts chapter 2, they started sharing the gospel according to the leading of the Holy Spirit in the native tongues of all the different cultures that were in proximity to them. They started speaking and sharing the gospel in different languages that they didn't even, they hadn't even learned. But under the power of the Holy Spirit, they were able to share the good news with everyone who was within earshot. And thousands came to know Jesus that day. It's an amazing story. And then beyond that, after they breathed out what they had breathed in, it says that their lifestyle was a little bit different. It says in Acts chapter two, verse 42, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. It's the word of God. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship. That's us being together. That's community in Christ. That's this. I'll take more of this. Uh, they could, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. That's this. They devoted themselves to fellowship. That's this. They devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. That's chow time. That's eating at the dinner table. And that's also sharing in the Lord's Supper, which if you've never taken the um, Lord's Supper um, before, ask your leader about it and you can take communion. The Lord's Supper is communion. And then it says, they also devoted themselves to prayer. It's the facets. It's the pillars of our faith that keeps us rooted in who God is. It's the breathing in and breathing out, giving ourselves and devoting ourselves to this, devoting ourselves to fellowship that's community together, devoting ourselves to eating together and sharing in communion with one another and devoting ourselves to prayer. That are, those are the pillars of this faith community that we share in. This is where we're encouraged to breathe in and breathe out. This is where life is. And I would hate for you guys to leave this place and to not have some sort of connection to where you're able to do that on a weekly basis, that you've got somebody to dive into the word with, that you've got somebody to um, be in fellowship with, a, a small group that you're with. You've got a great start right here a small group that you're able to come around the table with and, and share in the, in the Lord's Supper with. Maybe that's with your church fellowship. And then a fellowship, a community to pray with. 
man, y'all, sometimes you just need to put some things aside and say, hey, can we pray? Can you pray for me? Things are really tough at home. Can you pray for me? Things are really tough at school. How can I pray for you? I know that you're going through a lot. Let's pray together. And that's what they devoted themselves to. And then it said they shared with anyone who had need and they had such joy and their faith was so genuine that the Lord added to their number daily. They, nobody could resist it. They couldn't resist this type of community, this type of body that was coming together, sharing in the fellowship of God, a relationship with him, reconciled back to him. And there was such joy at this good news, man, the people around them couldn't resist it. They loved it and they loved well. Here's what I would like to do. I'd like to give you an opportunity. I'm a man, Aaron's gonna come out here and he's gonna stand over here and I'm gonna stand over here. But, but what I would like to do is, is maybe give you a start to sharing, that you would be so bold to just take a step and to share. And just in a short way, maybe just a, a short sentence, the question would be, one, what is one takeaway that you learned about Jesus or from Jesus this weekend? What, what is one takeaway that you learned about Jesus or from Jesus this weekend. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna stand right here and you can raise your hand and I'm gonna serve this side with the microphone and my man Aaron's gonna serve that side with the microphone. So all you gotta do is put your hand up and say, I wanna share one thing that I learned from Jesus or about Jesus this weekend right here. Can you, oh, it's fine, that's okay. Um, tell me, stand up, can you stand up? Um, stand up, tell us your name and what is one thing that you learned about Jesus or from Jesus this weekend? I'm a star. My voice is dying, so bear with me. Um, and just, it's okay to just breathe and relax in the Lord and not have to do everything by yourself. And just to learn to just lean on him and not lean on yourself. That's good. That's good enough for me. Is that good? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Give it up for star. Yeah, you don't have to just lean on yourself. Lean on God. Yeah, got one. Good. Hi, my name is Astrid, and I learned how we don't hide away from Jesus, but we hide in Jesus. Amen. 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 Hi, I'm, I'm Sky. I'm star sister, the one with the dying voice. <laughs> I gave her that cold. That's, that, that, that's my fault. No, uh, I learned that God is the father who stands at the door and says, welcome home. I've been waiting for you. Let's and I really go. like that. Let's go. Love that. I'm y'all's hype man today. Hi, my name is Wes, and I learned that God will always be with me and everyone else. And that whoever needs him can just pray, call out, and he will answer in the best ways possible. Amen. 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 That, that Hi, side of the room is killing it right now, Aaron. Look at you getting your steps in. Go ahead. Hi, I'm my sorry. name is Maddie, and I've learned that if you get angry, God will still love you no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He's big enough. He can handle the anger. Yep, for sure. I know this guy. His name's Daniel. Go ahead, bro. Hi, my, hi, my name is Daniel, um, and I learned... <clears throat> sorry, my voice is dying. And I learned that even though the adversary may try many things to bring you down, God will always bring you back up. Let's go. Let's go. Amen. We got one over here, Luke. Yes, sir. 
I'm Lucas, and you don't have to be afraid to show that you're in love with God. Yes, amen. Remember, these are things that you can share back home. You, you can share these things with the people that you love back home. Go ahead. Anybody else? What'd you learn from Jesus? And we got one over here. We got another one right there. Hi, my name is Timothy, and I learned that uh, God's love is everywhere, no matter where you are. Amen. Love it. Hey, we got some raspy voices up in here. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> we got another one. All right, one. All right we got another one. Now, you got to, you got to, sh- in case we got another raspy voice. Shh. My name is Natalie, and I learned how different ways that I can share my faith. Oh, amen. Amen. There you go. Witnesses. Be a witness. I need somebody from this side. Come on, y'all. <laughs> my upperclassmen. Where we at? Uh huh. Oh, we got one back here, but I'm going to get right here first. <laughs> My name is Jacob, and I learned that God will be with you no matter what. God will be with you no matter what? Amen. Amen. Oh, I got one. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes? My name is Lizzie, and I learned that no matter what, Jesus always forgives. Jesus always forgives, no matter what. No matter what. Yes, ma'am. My name is Bella. <laughs> My voice is also dying. Um, I learned that we aren't supposed to carry our burdens alone. We're supposed to give them to God. Amen. You don't have to carry your burdens alone. You can give them to God. A couple more. Just a couple more. Come on. I got you in the back. Come on. If you can't share here, you got no chance out in that world, y'all. I'm just saying. You, you got to be able to share with the, with the fellowship. All right? Hello, my name's Tristan, and I learned that God knows you better than you know you. Let's go. go. Somebody was paying attention. My name is Mackenzie, and I learned that I can come to God with anything. Come to God with anything. Come on. Luke, you got one right here. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, okay. My name is Regan, and I learned that the Spirit will give us the words that we need to minister. Amen. Amen. Do not worry what you have to say, but in due time, the Holy Spirit will grant you what needs to be said. Amen. It's scriptural. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. Um, I'm Ryan. Um, I-, I can't hear you, Ryan. What? I can't hear you, bro. Uh, um, hi, my name's Ryan. Um, I learned that um, you can just breathe through situations and God will always be there with you. Amen. Amen. Trust God and breathe. Trust God and breathe. Yeah, one, one more in the back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whoop. The good servant doesn't need anything to serve. The good servant doesn't need any to serve, anything to serve. All right, bro. That's a takeaway. Anybody else? We got another one. I got another one. Uh, hello, I'm Sawyer, and God's love for us is unconditional. We can turn to him for forgiveness, and he'll give us open arms. Amen. God's love is unconditional. Cool. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, I would encourage you um, that before we leave here today, that you write down a takeaway, something that Jesus taught you, that you learned from Jesus, And I would encourage you to maybe write down one person you're going to share it with, your main takeaway. Because here's the thing, if you don't don't take it with you, 
then what was it for? It's an honest question. If you don't take it with you, then what was it for? There are plenty of places to have a good time. There are plenty of places to go and to have a great time at a camp. But this is a unique experience where we learned something about God this weekend. And I know you learned something. And this is that unique experience where it doesn't have to stay here. You can take it with you. You can take that breath with you. You can take that truth with you and you can share it with that someone who needs to hear it. All of those short little testimony snippets have power and can lead to a conversation where you see and you be a part of someone coming alive. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Live After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.